Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're not still staring out that window, are you? I've got nothing else to do while I'm stuck in this thing, have I? Don't be daft. People in wheelchairs live very full and exciting lives, achieving the highest heights. I'm only going to be in it for three weeks. I'm not going to start training for Paralympics, I'm a woman. Oh, you could have at least got further with setting the table. They'll be here soon. I don't think you'd do it any quicker with a bullet wound in your leg. Anyway, I got distracted by a budgie. A budgie? Aye. It landed on sill outside our window and paraded up and down, taunting me with its two working legs, and then flew off again to experience the freedom so cruelly denied to me. Oh, you're so dramatic lately, Keith. Why do they have to come over for dinner? To keep you company on Halloween. It's a nice gesture. Well, if they do an early disappearing trick, that will be a treat. <gasps> They're here. Are you ready? Blimey, love. It's not the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. It's Dan and Sharon from Flat Cap and Ferret. I know, but it's the first time we've had guests for dinner since this whole pandemic started. Hello. Oh, hello, Duck. Oh, smells lovely, Gracie. Thank you, pet. It's all Halloween themed with a lovely pumpkin pie to round off the evening. Oh, what a treat. Dan? Oh, uh, oh, I. Uh, we bought a bottle of something for you, Gracie. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice, Keith? Leave Frown Milch. Is that the best you can do? You've got a pub full over there. These are our times in the pub trade, Keith. We've been locked down again for a full week. Oh, I see. And no wonder you're so keen on scrounging a free meal. Keith! Ignore him. He's just in a mood because he's stuck in that wheelchair. All he's done for days is stare out that front window. I see you got the one with the squeaky wheel, then. Aye. Could have put money on that. Let's open the wine. Keith, will you get the corkscrew? No, just screw it off. Keith! The lid, love. The lid. Hmm. Oh, this is lovely, Gracie. Isn't it, Dan? Ow! 
Oh, it's very good, Gracie. There you go. There's something going on at number 51. Jeffrey and Alice are having another row. Oh, when they get going, they don't have to make a racket. They're in that room down there. You can see their shadows on the blinds. Alice doesn't half have a mouth on her. <gasps> Was that a smash? Oh, she probably chucked a vase at him. Speaking from experience, are you? Keith! Hey, up. Hostilities have ceased. Uh, one of them has just gone to the bathroom. The light's just gone on in there. I think it's Alice. You can just make her hair out through the frosted glass. Oh, aye, I see. Now he's gone in there at all. Gracie, get my camera with the telephoto lens. What can you see? The window's steaming up. She must be running a bath. Oh, we're off again. What are they saying? It's a telephoto lens, love, not a long-distance microphone. Wait a minute, Geoffrey's holding something. It looks like it's got a pointed end. Whatever it is, it's high above his head like he's about to use it. What do you mean? He looks ready to lunge at her. What's happening? He's repeatedly thrusting it at her. He's... he's... What? I think he's stabbing her. Oh, don't be daft, Keith. You can't see that through the frosted glass. What's she doing? Photographing it. This is evidence, this is. He's turned out the light. It's all gone quiet. It's over. He's killed her. Don't be daft, the pair of you. We're not being daft, Sharon. You sat bored in that wheelchair for so long, your imagination is running away with you, Keith. I know what I saw, Gracie. Murder. And I have the photographic evidence to prove it. Wheel me to the telephone, Dan. I'm calling the police. Please, Keith, no. Stop it, both of you. Right, if you can't call the police, we're going over there to confront him. Come on, Dan, wheel me over. Maybe we shouldn't, Keith. Imagine what he'd do to us if he thought we knew. We'll take a torch. Two quick flashes through the window and Sharon and Gracie will know we need rescuing. Oh. There's no way either of you could have seen anything clearly enough through that window to start accusing our neighbour of murder. I could never show my face in the street again if you did that. You two will both leave this alone. Got it? First thing tomorrow, I'm going to call Alice and prove to you both that this is nothing more than a heady cocktail of Halloween and the leaf-round milch. Keith, you're not sitting by that window again, are you? No, love. I can hear your wheel, Keith. Blinking NHS. You're looking out for Alice in number 51, aren't you? Well, have you called her yet? Was she available for a chat as you were so sure she would be? If you must know, there was no answer. I see. She's out, Keith, that's all. She's out, all right. Out cold. Probably lying where he left her. Oh, Keith. Hello? Oh, hello, Geoffrey. Keith. It's Geoffrey. I can hear that. I'm sitting right here, aren't I? How are you, pet? How's Alice? Oh, you're both fine. Good to hear. There you go, Keith. She's fine. No, that proves a lot. You want to borrow what, love? A steam cleaner? Steam cleaner? He wants to clean up the evidence. Tell him no. Of course you can, pet. I'll pop round with it in a bit. Well, that's highly suspicious. There's nothing suspicious about it, Keith. Oh, yes. Then why did you offer to take it round yourself? I know why. You want to have a sneaky look, don't you? And see if you can see her. I do not. I was just being neighbourly. Right. I'll take that steam cleaner over then. Dan, it's Keith. You'll never guess what. He's only called up asking to borrow the steam cleaner. Oh, no! Highly suspicious. Grace is taking it to him now. Hello? Who's there? 
It's just Gracie. I've got the steam cleaner. Oh, leave it on the doorstep. Thanks. Is everything all right, Geoffrey? Oh, yes, fine. I'm just busy at the moment. Oh, can I speak to Alice? She's, uh, um, she's gone away. Gone away? She never mentioned that to me. What, what's she up to? Uh, visiting your sister. Just leave the steamer outside. Uh, I'll talk to you later, Gracie. She's coming back. He didn't let her in. Very fishy. It'll be tonight when he makes his move. Under cover of darkness. We'll have to watch him. Now listen, I'm sleeping downstairs in the front room at the moment because of this stupid leg. So when Gracie goes to bed, I'll leave the door on the latch so you can get in. You just need to work out how to get Gracie to go to bed early. Right, see you tonight. Are you getting tired, love? I don't know what's wrong with me. Mind you, the healing process will probably be taking it out of me. The doctor did say something like that, didn't he, love? So what about early nights? I suppose so. I'll leave you to sleep then, love. No, thanks. Oh, where are you going? I'm just going to the bathroom, Sharon. Again? Ah, if that's all right with you. Just keep the noise down. All right, all right. Don't wait up. This could take a while. What did I miss? You're just in time. Someone's walking up to Jeffrey's house now. It's the nurse from number 55. Tracy? No, the other one. Stacy? Aye, she's carrying a casserole dish. Jeffrey's opened the door. She's going inside. Oh, I see. A nice romantic casserole for two. Obviously, he's knocked off Alice to clear the way for him and Stacy. Stacy and Jeffrey? The bedroom light's going on. So much for the casserole. You don't really think. Wait a minute. The bedroom light's gone off again. I knew it. I couldn't see them coupling up. The light going off doesn't mean they left the room, you know. Hang on, they're coming out the front door. They're carrying summer. A rolled up rug. What does Stacy want with a rug? Alice must be inside it. They're disposing of the body. Give me the camera. They're putting her in the back of Stacy's car. They're driving away. Works at the hospital, doesn't she? Probably has a friend in the morgue. Knock up a death certificate that says she died of natural causes. Quick cremation. No one will ever be the wiser. Aye. But they didn't bank on one thing, did they? The Ironside of Barmydale across the road. You're nothing like Ironside. I bet he didn't have a squeaky wheel. Stop going on. Time for phase two of the operation. To get into number 51 and start gathering evidence. Well, I don't like admitting it. But under the circumstances, it's not a bad idea. Wheel's going to wake up the whole street. This is meant to be a clandestine operation. Oh, I am sorry. Next time I'll be sure to ask the NHS for an MI5 friendly one. Oh, can you not go any faster? Jeffrey will be back before we get to break in at this rate. The gate's open. Just push me into it. Are you sure they keep the key under a pot by the back door? I told you. Gracie watered the plants when they went to Skegness. Yeah, that was three years ago. So? Oh, right. Which pot is it under? The terracotta one. Oh, that narrows it down, doesn't it? Just start with that one there. We might as well leave a note saying we've broken in. Got it. Right, push me in. Now what? We need to examine the scene of the crime, the bathroom, and any other evidence we can find. And for that, we should go through their bedroom. They're both upstairs, aren't they? I can't push you up there. Of course you can't. You'll have to pull me up. Oh, blooming it, jeez. Hello? Pet, it's me. I just woke up and found that Keith's not here. I'm worried he might have rolled off. Oh. Dan's not here either. They're up to summit. I'm coming straight over, Pet. No sign of any blood in the bathroom. Ah, but look, Keith, a pink toothbrush and a cabinet full of skin cream and face wash. All stuff she'd take with her to her sisters, if she'd actually gone. Let's go to the bedroom. We omitted the dressing table. You check the closet. 
The winter coat she always wore is here. Look at this. Her wedding ring. Why would she take that off if she was going to assist her? Precisely. And look at this. Her favourite handbag. What was that? You don't think it's... Jeffrey's back. Oh, blinking egg. So you woke up and found there was no sign of him? I bet. Where could they have gone at this time? Who knows with those two? They could be... <gasps> Look, bedroom window of number 51. What are they doing there? Oh, Dan, I'm going to kill him. Can you hear him? He's in the hallway. Maybe he's heading for the stairs. If he comes up, we're in right trouble. Don't panic. Don't panic. He's the butcher of Barmydale. Oh, this is a right shambles. Oh, no, he gets worse. How can he get worse? Look over the road at your front window. The wives. Oh, blinking heck. Oh, Gracie doesn't look happy. Sharon's got her arms folded. Oh, she's going to kill me when I get home. Only if Geoffrey don't kill you first. Geoffrey's oh, coming up the stairs. Quick, hide. I'll just wheel myself under the bed, shall I? I've got it. Do you think the wise remember your idea for getting rescued? Two quick flashes through the window. Golden idea. With one problem. What? I left the torch in the bathroom. Oh, brilliant, Keith. Just signal them somehow so they realise we're in trouble. What are they doing? They're waving at us. They're actually proud of themselves. They're not getting it. Right, Keith. Get up on one leg and slip your trousers down. We'll give them two quick flashes through the window and hope they get the message. You what? I'm not flashing them. It's the only way. Oh, bloomin' heck. Come on, man. <gasps> did those idiots just do what I think they did? I think they did. They are out of their minds. Wait a minute. I get it. Two quick flashes. They're sending us a message. They mustn't have a torch. They're asking to be rescued. <gasps> Look, Jeffrey's downstairs. You knock on his front door, Gracie, and distract him while I go round the back and get them out. Oh, hello, Gracie. This is a surprise. I wondered if I could pick your brains about Summit, Geoffrey. Oh, what can I help you with? I was just wondering if you know the capital of Burkina Faso. I can't say that I do, Gracie. Oh, well, what about Madagascar? It seems to me, Gracie, that you've come to see me for a different reason than the one you're admitting. Is it that obvious? I'm afraid it is, Gracie. But you don't need to worry. I've always been an admirer of yours too, Gracie. Sorry, pet. Oh, yes. I can borrow a steam cleaner off anyone, you know. Oh, dear. (gasps) What's that noise? Oh, that'll be Keith. I've got to go. You've already got a criminal record. What do you think you were both playing at? We had to get in and compile evidence. Jeffrey is not a murderer. Really? Then how do you explain this? Alice's wedding ring on her dressing table. Uh, she won't remove that, would she, to go to her sister's? That black and white coat she always wears was in the closet. And we found this. A handbag! Alice would never leave home without her favourite handbag. Exactly. Well, I have to admit, that is a bit strange. And I think Geoffrey just made a pass at me. Never. Chicky git. Murdering his own wife is one thing. Making a pass at my wife is another entirely. Oh, there he is by the window, playing it all innocent. Mm. Look at him, swanning around his front room like Casanova. Dear, oh dear. Hey, oh, he's making a phone call. He's probably calling that nurse from number 55 to see if she'll pop round with another casserole, if you know what I mean. Hey, oh, blimey, he's wrong here. They'll be calling you, Gracie. Oh, Keith, you'll have to get it. No, love. I bet it's you he wants to speak to. Talk to him. Play along with him. Oh, dear. Hello. Oh, hello, Geoffrey. Just leave the cleaner in the porch in the morning, Geoffrey. Can we talk? Say yes. Tomorrow night at 8pm in your house. (gasps) 
Bring a casserole? Say yes. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, okay. I'm going now, Geoffrey. Goodbye. I can't do it. You'll have to. You are going to lull him into a false sense of security and then get him to confess. And we are going to record it. Oh, dear. Right, love. Chin up, chest out, get in close, and he'll speak right into that mobile phone we're strapping to your bra. And we'll record it all from over here. Why is he going to be talking into my chest? Well, he's only short, isn't he? Not much taller than Alice and she's tiny. What if he goes off me? I'm not very good at this type of thing. Oh, you look wonderful, Gracie. He'll be putty in your hands. Hey, look at you. Gracie Kelly. Takes me right back to the first time we met at Blackpool Tower Ballroom. Oh, does it, love? Aye. Now get on over the road, and don't forget your casserole. Good evening, Gracie. Do come in. Thank you, Geoffrey. Let me take your coat. Thank you, Geoffrey. I must say, you look especially enchanting this evening, Gracie. Thank you, Geoffrey. Is that all she's going to say? Thank you, Geoffrey. She'll be fine. She can be very alluring when she wants. The casserole smells wonderful. Shall I put it straight in the oven? Gas mark four, Geoffrey. 20 minutes. Beef? Rump. Wonderful. Wine, Gracie? No, I mustn't. I need to keep my head. Oh, forget your head, Gracie. Let it spin. When you came to my door last night, I went weak at the knees. I see, Geoffrey. But what about Alice? Oh, I'm afraid Alice is history. Blimey, that's close to a confession. It is, Dan. What are you saying, Geoffrey? She's dead. Dead to me? How I long to hold you in my arms, Gracie. I couldn't possibly, Geoffrey. Not without a full understanding of the situation between you and Alice. I could never come between you. She's gone. What more do you need to know? But she's your wife. Was my wife. I'm a free man at last. Free to love again. Oh, but marriage is for life, Geoffrey. Even divorce cannot separate a man and woman in the eyes of God. I don't think I could conceive of doing such a thing unless Alice was, you know... You mean if Alice were dead, you'd be open to me? Is Alice dead? Well, Gracie... Here it comes. Wait a minute. Look who's walking up to his door. I hope it's Stacy, nurse from number 55. Oh, no, she's carrying some. Oh, no, she's going to ruin it. You were saying, Geoffrey? Oh, excuse me, Gracie. Oh, hello, Stacy. Hey, up, Geoffrey. I've brought you the urn. It's been inscribed with a name just as you wanted. Little Alice. Oh, thank you, Stacy. It means a lot. Of course. I know you really loved her and would never wanted to hurt her. But I feel so guilty. I can't sleep at night. It's just one of those things. Oh, hello, Mrs Meadows. One of those things? Stacy, I'm shocked that you can be so casual about this. I've got to go. Blast it, we nearly had him. Don't worry, the whole conversation about little Alice's remains was recorded. Ah, oh, the bank to rights. You're right. Sharon, call the police. Dan, call the Barmidale Gazette. Get them all to meet us at number 51 in 30 minutes. It's time we blew this case wide open. Oh, hello. Stand aside, Geoffrey. We're coming in. Sit down, Geoffrey. Oh, what's going on? You will have noticed, Geoffrey, that I'm accompanied by several esteemed members of the Barmidale community, from the Barmidale Gazette, investigative journalist Delia Street, and her photographer, Jimmy Ogden, plus my wife, who I believe you know. Hello, Gracie. Geoffrey? 
from the Barmerdale Police. Me, Sergeant Linklater. And me, Constable Cairn. And Dan and Sharon from Flatcap and Ferret. Now, Geoffrey, you might be wondering why we are all assembled in your front room. Aye. But then I think perhaps you already know why. Dan, pass copies of Exhibit A to all relevant parties. Before you is a photograph taken approximately 48 hours ago. The figures you can see behind the frosted glass of the bathroom window are those of Geoffrey and Alice. You deny it, Geoffrey? No, I think that probably is us. Dan, exhibit B. Excuse me, can we cut to the chase? I'm building up to it. Just get on with it. No, all right then. Oh, just get to the bit at the end. From our front room window, we witnessed a murder. Little Alice struck down in cold blood. The next day, Geoffrey began to clean up the evidence using exhibit C, our steam cleaner. With the assistance of the nurse from Dant Road, they arranged a quick cremation. In the interim, Geoffrey found time to make lascivious advances to the finest woman I know, Gracie Meadows. Then tonight, she recorded Geoffrey and Stacey's conversation that revealed the truth down a mobile phone that was strapped to her bosom. Play the recording, Dan. Hey, oh, Geoffrey, I've brought you the urn. It's been inscribed with a name just as you wanted. Little Alice. But I feel so guilty, I can't sleep at night. Geoffrey, is this true? Did you kill little Alice? I can't take it anymore. I have to come clean. I did it. First I let her out of her cage by mistake, you see. Alice was enraged. Then she went outside for a bit. and Then when she came back in, I chased her around the house and, and then in the bathroom. I accidentally ran her through, and just a moment later, Alice was gone. And you cremated her and put the ashes in an urn bearing the name Little Alice? I did, I did. Cuff him, Constable. Is there really a law against it? Of course there is. Take him away. Well done, Mr Meadows. A fine piece of detective work. Thank you, Sergeant. Oh, Keith, I'm so proud. Oh, well done, Dan. You were right. I'm very proud of both of you. Come on, let's go home and have a nice cup of Yorkshire tea. Hey, imagine living with a cold-blooded killer in the neighbourhood. He even confessed to keeping her in a cage. Aye, you two don't realise how lucky you are to have Dan and me as husbands. We are lucky, aren't we, pets? No, we are. Who's that at this time of night? I'll come with you, pet. <gasps> Alice! Hello, Gracie. Sharon, you haven't seen my Geoffrey, have you? I just got home and he's not there. But Alice, you're... It's not like him to be out at this time of night. Alice, I don't understand. How? But you don't think he's left, do you? Oh, we had an awful row. First he let little Alice out of her cage, and when she came back he killed her. It was an accident. I see that now, but I overreacted. Oh, I do hope he hasn't left me. So little Alice's... Was (laughs) my butchery gar... Oh, you better come in, Alice. Our husbands will explain everything. They're in the front room. There's no sign of them. There's just a wide open window. Faster, man. I'm going as fast as I can. Where are we going anyway? I don't know. We can't run forever. I'm willing to try if you are. Well, we're stopping somewhere to get some WD-40. Farmydale starred Juliet Hammond as Gracie. Camilla Simpson as Sharon, Stuart Wielden as Dan, Martin Skellen as Keith, Will Chitty as Jeffrey, Beth and Nash as Stacey, Kate Skellen as Alice, and the show was written by Skellen and Wielden for Barmy Productions.
And if you enjoy Barmydale, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Barmydale. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 